Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm recording from my home studio far, far away from my co-host and producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hi, Matt. I've missed you and I continue to miss you because while you may be back from Italy, I am still soaking up that sweet, sweet California sunshine. Yeah, you have the audacity to still be on vacation while I am back and ready to work. And I don't care if you're, oh, you're just working. I have been working this entire no, time, no, no. but you know, you're just on from vacation. a different place. Every time you go somewhere oh, okay. that is more sunny than New York, you're on vacation. That is fact. So, that is that is law. And guess what? You went to McConnell's ice cream without me. I did. And you know what, bitch? I'll do it again. I'm going to go so many times while I'm here. You know why else? Because today, the day that this episode comes out, is in fact the day after my 30th birthday. <laughs> and yeah, bitch, I'm going to get a McConnell's ice cream cake. <gasps> they have ice cream cake? Yeah, obviously they do. Oh I think I actually God. don't actually know that for sure, but uh, I, I hope they don't want it because <laughs> I don't want you to enjoy it without me. Uh, that's fair. Maybe I'll save it. I mean, I probably won't. No, <laughs> you should. My <laughs> gift to you is allowing you a guilt free experience of eating ice cream cake without me. Oh, my God. Thank you, Matt. That really means a lot. Just once non redeemable after the year 2022. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sure we'll talk about your birthday a lot more at some point, but on with today's episode. We're going to kick things off, as always, with a little ranting. Then we got Worst Things First, where I shout about the stupidest, most ridiculous, worst news of the week. And we've been off for a couple weeks, so we got a lot to cover. And then we are diving deep into the worst shit about international travel because oh oh you thought i'd go on a gorgeous beautiful incredible trip to italy and then come back with only good things to say no uh you're wrong traveling internationally might be good for you i guess but it's also annoying and yes i will find a way to complain about luxury and then finally, we'll get into all the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easy with our chasers. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right, Barry, or as they say in Italy, a Barry. 
they actually say a Bari because Bari is an actual place in Italy spelled the same way as my name. But I know. Whatever. I was near it, kind of. I was in the same kind of like area of the boot, I guess. Ah, it was truly one of the greatest things was when my aunt went to Bari, Italy, and she brought me back like every souvenir. I have like a shot glass. I have several magnets because like anytime you go to a tourist spot and they have like names on little license plates and stuff, my name is never there. So I was like, please bring me like a shirt. And she was like, a shirt? Let mm-hmm, me bring you an mm-hmm. entire gift shop. And it's it's amazing. And I love it. Sure, sure. Anyway, what is your gripe of the week? Besides people calling me Bari, um, I just got to say, listen, people love new shoes. Mm-hmm. I, in theory, love new shoes. In practice, breaking in new shoes is awful. Mm-hmm. You bleed. You get blisters. You have to, like, wear them around the house or, like, go for a short walk. But I just get so excited to wear a pair of gorgeous new leather wooden type of clogs because that's who I am and the type of shoe I buy (laughs) that I want to just wear them out and then I do and then I bleed a lot and I hate it and I think shoes should just not hurt you like that and I don't want it to be like that and that's my gripe. (laughs) Yeah they should come pre-broken in. Don't they have those machines that like walk in them for you? Okay, we've come so far with AI and robots, and yet we don't just have like an army of robots to walk around a factory floor with new shoes on. Like, what are we doing? I swear, I saw one of those TV shows that's like how it's made, where some British guy explains stuff. And I swear, I saw some machine that walks in the shoes, or at least like pounds the shit out of them so that they're supple when you put your foot in. Yeah, not enough. Not enough. I guess so. Do you know the trick of putting on like three pairs of socks and then blow drying them? What? Did you learn this from TikTok? No, this was pre-TikTok. This, I wow. learned this 1991, 1992, where you put on... <laughs> um, I forgot. I can't make math jokes. It's been right, too straight long. Straight out the womb. Yeah. Straight out the womb. You were just like... Tell me how to break in baby shoes. Yeah, because I, as a homosexual, do have, you know, this problem frequently of purchasing a new fresh pair of shoes and then having my feet become a blistery, disgusting mess. Yeah. You basically wear a few pairs of socks, as many as you can get on your feet. Oh, I can get a lot on there. I think the socks, it's more like blow drying on the hottest setting. The back of your shoes helps it, but you have to wear like a couple pairs of socks or else you'll just burn your foot. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But it does work. Okay. I feel like I've bled less since I've done this. Okay. That's good. I think for me, a lot of times it's like with the sandal type of situation, it's like that skin that isn't really exposed if you're wearing sneakers a lot. Mm. And so then it's like the top of the sandal just kind of really digs into this fresh skin on the top of your foot. Oh yeah. But maybe it works there too. I don't know. Only one way to find out. I did get some Burks. I bought some <gasps> some hot. Do you know that hot Italian shoe, the Birkenstock? <laughs> I love a Burke. I had never owned a pair before, and I bought. Oh my goodness! What kind did you get? What style? Uh, just a classic black Birkenstock. Love it. Yeah, with the two kind of straps on the top. Oh, familiar. I got I got a pair in my bag right now. I'm not even kidding. I probably have the same exact pair now. Except mine. Are a shiny blue. Oh, yes. I know those. Yeah, that's the kind that I have, but black. And I bought them in Italy 
from a nice Italian woman. I felt so bad because they didn't just display like my monster shoe size. Of course not. <laughs> and so this poor. <laughs> but it would take up the entire store. <laughs> like 90 year old Italian woman had to climb up this very small staircase <laughs> to get my shoe size. <laughs> Also, of course, there are shoe sizes are in numbers that I can't comprehend. I don't. No, yeah. I still don't understand what number my shoe size means because no. I think I'm like a 50 or a 48. And I don't yeah. know what what is that calculating? There's no, no way no my idea. foot is 50 centimeters long. So what is that number? Inches. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yards but i meters i think it was cheaper to get a birkenstock there i mean that would make sense they're made in germany and germany's a lot closer to italy so you know the supply chain is it's a much shorter journey for those little burks to go on but yeah the top of my foot near my big toe is absolutely chafed to the bone i could see the calcium pulsating on oh, yeah. my on my big toe bone Because it's also not even just like breaking in new shoes. It's breaking in seasonal shoes. Like my Burks, I wear all summer long. But then when I went to Puerto Rico and I brought my Burks, I didn't think, oh, I should probably break them in again. I just wore them and went on a mile long walk and then had an insane blister that like made me not. And then I was like, of course, walking on beaches the whole time, which I don't know if you know this, but a blister at the bottom of your foot walking on hot, hot sand and then going into a salty ocean. Mm-hmm. Actually, a pretty miserable experience. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I experienced. That. Well, yeah. The other worst one is when you have like a hemorrhoid and then you go into the salty ocean. Oh, no. But no. that did I not was... <laughs> happen to me at all, for sure. Good, because you didn't go in the ocean or because you didn't have hemorrhoids. <laughs> I did not have hemorrhoids. I did go in to the ocean once uh, was it not like freezing it was incredibly cold yes <laughs> i mean now we're just i'm just gonna basically yeah uh, i feel like we gotta talk about italy we gotta the talk entirety about of this episode in one way or another is just me gonna be that girl who just got back from study abroad like we're talking about the trip from start to finish <laughs> but i did go we there was one day where we got these like boats and we went out for a whole boat day you went full succession vibes i did i wore linen from top to bottom i got a giant hat that hat was very expensive i literally saw the hat on day one of being there and I was like oh my god I want that hat but it was more than I should have spent on a hat it was worth every penny um listeners if you haven't seen it go to Matt's Instagram maybe we'll repost one on the unhappy hour Instagram it is the floppy hat that dreams are made of it is gorgeous every day I thought about it and would talk about it and everyone was just like you need to just buy the fucking hat because we're sick of hearing (laughs) about it (laughs) and I was like you know what I've talked about it enough. I know it will yeah. make me happy. I know I'll wear it. So I got the hat. Yeah. Also, like your your pale, pale skin. You yeah. Like, it's practical. You need it. <laughs> when I went into the store, I immediately went right up to that hat. And I was like, I really want this hat. And the woman working the store looked at me like I was joking. And I was like, no, no, no. No. <laughs> this no. is 100% real. I would like the hat. And it took me it took me like three tries to convince her that I was being serious. <laughs> like, take my money. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm getting it. And then, of course, my card got denied because my bank was like, there's no way you're spending this much money on a hat. Absolute fraud. <laughs> <laughs> so that took multiple tries. But I got the hat anyway. So we were out on, on this boat. It was along the Amalfi Coast. So there was all these like coves and caves that you can go up to. And there was one that you can swim through. 
we got up to this cave and everyone was kind of getting ready to jump in and swim through it. And then our driver, boat driver, excuse me, was like, hold up. We heard from the other boat that there's jellyfish on the exit. No. And I was like, okay, I'm, I've heard what I've needed to hear. I'm out. Yeah. You, that's Fun a no for me. taught you well. No. There was one woman who was part of our group who had a pair of goggles and she was like, I'll just look out for them. We'll be fine. And I was not like, jellyfish absolutely work. not. Yeah. <laughs> no. Because um, knowing yeah. me, I will jump right into their nest. Of course. Next thing you know, everyone will have to be taking a hot piss on me. Which in some situations could be fun, but in that one, not. (laughs) Not. That's not the kind of girl that I am, but I like that for you. (laughs) No, absolutely not for me either, but love that for others. So yeah, a bunch of other people jumped in and I was like, no, 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 I'll see you um, on the other side. We'll come around and get you. Uh, They were like really small little jellyfish. Yeah, they can still sting. Yeah, but you could still see them. But eventually I jumped in and yeah, it was very salty. I did not jump in in that area, but there was still jellyfish in the area that I did jump in. Mm -mm. And I did not like that one bit. How did I get here? Um, You know what? We don't question these things. We just uh, talk about a gripe. Oh, we were talking about the salty ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And blisters and shoes. It all's connected, you know? Exactly. Yeah. But what about you? What's, uh, What's your gripe this week? I'll be honest, I got back on Saturday five days ago at this point, and I still feel out of my mind. I still kind of feel jet lagged. And the problem is I do not have the strength, the temerity to stop myself from taking a nap. Yeah, no. That is what you have to do in order to get over jet lag is resist the urge to nap until it's bedtime. You can't be both parent and baby. You no, know, like me, baby, always baby want to nap parent. Keep. Yeah. Like, pff, come on. I have basically napped for the past several days for hours and then gone to bed at like 8 p.m. <laughs> and then I'll wake up at like 5 a.m. Good. And good, I've done good, that good. for the past five days and I'm still <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I can't literally this morning. I got up at like 5 a.m. Oh, no. I only took one nap so far today. Just a, just a quick one. <laughs> and I think I will be able to stay up until at least 11 or midnight. So I think today is the day I conquer her once and for all. But that is my beef. I don't understand jet lag. I don't know why it's happening, even though I just described why it's happening. <laughs> and I don't think that should be allowed. I feel like everybody no. else should be on my schedule. Yeah. All of New York City should just adjust to you. Yeah. My yeah. my brain does not understand it, but I think it should. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so if, if I seem like extra erratic or out of mm-hmm. it, um, mm-hmm. it's not because I brought back some sweet, sweet Italian cocaine. It is oh. because I am still jet lagged five days later. Love it. And that's for and that's our gripes of the week. Uh, now, how about how how how's about we get into our headlines? All right, worst things first. Let's chat about the stupidest news of the week. First, a family in Punta Gorda, Florida. 
only in Florida. And I don't know if my Spanish is up to date, but doesn't Punta Gorda mean fat bitch? (laughs) I have no idea, but I hope that's the case. Punta is point or tip. I think it means fat tip, (laughs) Florida. Okay. (laughs) We're getting getting some live translation uh, and the answer is lol no. Absolutely not. This is not what it is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm choosing to believe this is taking place in Fat Bitch, Florida. Um, <laughs> anyway, this family um, was awakened by some loud noises on their lanai, which fans of Golden Girls will know means patio. It's <laughs> it's tropical for patio. I had no idea that lanais existed literally until I started watching Golden Girls like two years ago. Today's probably the first day that I've ever heard it used in context. Like, I don't if you were to ask me yesterday, what's a lanai? I would have been like, "Mm, I don't know. And today I'm like, it's an outside patio in a tropical, gorgeous location. That's always where the golden. Thank you for teaching me. That's where Blanche got her back blown out, like constantly out on the lanai. My God. Anyway, um, this family was awakened by some loud noises that they heard out on their lanai. So they got up and found an 11 foot long, 550 pound alligator in their swimming pool. That's a big boy. That is a big ass gator. And I say, no, 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 sir. No, 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 sir. You are not in my pool. Get Get out this swamp. Am I right, Shrek? Oh, but also the pool is yours now. uh, And so is the house. It's just kind of like if there's a 550 pound alligator in your pool, like legally he has signed the deed like you have. He's taken over the the entire mortgage. That's caveman rules. That's like my, uh, you know, I have the bigger dick. Yeah. And your swimming pool is mine now. I find this to be very like bird in the airport energy. Like get Mm -hmm. out. You have your whole, you have a whole ocean. The entire (laughs) state of Florida is basically swampland. Get into the fucking water. But no, these goddamn alligators got come up into our land and get into our swimming pools. This is the type of immigration we should be stopping. Am I right? Am I right? Build that wall. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) And also like (laughs) getting dangerously close to the line. And also like pools from what I hear from my Floridian family are actually like very hard to maintain the proper chemical balances of. Yeah. And this alligator coming in like, I don't know, you're probably creating another monster. Like somehow it's probably going to like, like breed the alligator. That's true. We're creating chlorine resistant alligators, which is Mm -hmm. probably, yeah, they'll start flying soon. I do think this is a feather in the cap for people like me who were raised white trash and have, say it with me, above ground swimming pools. This, yeah, you you think we woke up in the morning and found a 550 pound alligator in our swimming pool? No, because it was impossible to get in. <laughs> you think they can get up there with their teeny no. tiny little legs? You could barely get up there with your long ass legs. Exactly. Yeah, I don't quite know where the kind of trope of above ground swimming pools being trash came from. I mean, they're just cheaper. 
So I think that's probably Okay, just why. call me poor. <laughs> I guess so. I do think there is a difference between an installed above ground pool and one of those like inflatable above ground pools. Well, yeah, of course. But still, the installed above ground pool is less expensive than an in-ground right. I just pool. want to be clear. I just want to, uh, you know, clarify that I am at least You didn't have class. an inflatable. <laughs> yeah, um, there we go. Yeah. Congratulations. So this is very, like, if it were Downton Abbey, we would live on the ground floor. You know what I mean? Not mm. the basement, but also mm-hmm. not upstairs. Right. The point is... Uh, Apparently now in Florida, across the state, as temperatures are rising, officials are warning people to be on the lookout for reptiles of various sorts hanging around their pools as animals kind of seek places to cool down. Right, Water holes. Just your natural water hole. Your your oases, if you will. Texas officials warn residents of rattlesnakes hiding in pool noodles and advise them to keep all of their pool toys elevated or in sealed containers. That's absolutely horrifying. Yeah. Also, add this to the list of animals I didn't fucking know Florida had. Rattlesnakes. No, you said Texas officials. Oh. So I don't really know where this information is <laughs> coming from. Yeah. Just completely missed the fact that we were in a different state. I just can't imagine because like one of the first things I do with a pool noodle is... Stick it up your ass. Well, okay. I guess the second thing I do with a pool noodle is I take it and I put it underwater and then I put my mouth to the one end right. to go... Pff- and blow out to the other and could you imagine a fucking rattlesnake coming out of there yeah that's what i did but i would put the other side against my anus wow (laughs) wow what an image (laughs) sorry that was the um middle class version of a hot tub actually there was that hole in the side of the pool no (laughs) that would blow air out but i remember learning about some person who got their dick like sucked into it so yeah that put a damper on that fun real quick. Next, new data out of New York City suggests that rat sightings have risen more than 60% since pre-pandemic levels with a reported 7,400 calls of rat sightings to the city's 311 service request line in the first four months of 2022 alone. Oh, God. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll just never go back. I'll stay in sweet, sweet Los Angeles. Yeah, it's a really tough, tough decision. It's like devastating earthquake that will kill everybody on the entire western seaboard or (laughs) uh, occasional rat sighting. I don't know. Well, I don't know. know. I don't know. Could go either way. They also have McConnell's here. That is true. But I feel like we can convince them to open up here. Listen, I have been sweet, sweet talking them in the dms and by sweet talking i mean absolutely begging on (laughs) on both knees (laughs) just like please send us shit like the amount of work we do for you you honestly should pay us (laughs) uh i have seen the dms kind of cross my path and (laughs) i love how you are begging for stuff and they're just like i'm glad you enjoy it (laughs) 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 they're writing you off in the nicest way anyway so um yeah, apparently in the in the first four months of 2022, so far there have been um, almost 7,500 calls to the 311 line, which, by the way... I didn't even know that you call that in. Uh, yeah, like, that is... I thought you that's just living in New York. I don't know if this is counting individual people or if it's just one person who's seen a rat 70,000 times. <laughs> who is calling this number for a rat? 
I just don't understand. What kind of Ratatouille situation are you like, I need to, not only did I see a rat, but I would like to call the cops on it. (laughs) A fucking narc. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, they're not going to be able to eradicate that population. (laughs) And of course, this brings us to the new New York mayor, Mayor Eric Adams, who did during his campaign for mayor discuss the rat problem and horrified animal activists when he brought out a bucket of this toxic soup that was this new rat trap, basically, that is this fragrant kind of soup that is designed to lure rats into it but actually it's acid and so they drop into this vinegary toxic soup and drown eric adams who is a vegan displayed this during his campaign and was like this is what i'm gonna do to the rats and just showed a bunch of journalists this soup of like rat bones (laughs) and (laughs) horrible horrifying (laughs) honestly an amazing image oh god he is just a rat in a suit is how I feel about Eric Adams. I do appreciate that the role of mayor of New York City is just a straight punching bag. Like the fact oh, that yeah. anybody would actually actively want to be mayor of New York <laughs> is astounding to me. There is no yeah. upside. You get to live in a mansion? No, not even. That's the governor. Where does the mayor live? I don't know. I thought de Blasio just like, oh, no, he didn't live in Park Slope. He just kept going to the Park Slope YMCA. And Eric Adams like fucking lives in New Jersey. Or yeah, that's shit, so. that's true. That's the only way you can be <laughs> mayor of New York is if you just secretly live in another place. <laughs> He can't even afford the rents here. I do. I do love that part of his campaign, too, where he was like, yeah, this is totally my apartment. And it, his bedroom was like a sleeping bag on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> He's a minimalist. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, there's been 7,400 calls about rats just January through April of this year. By comparison, in all of 2010, there were 10,000 sightings, uh, all 12 oh, months. No. We haven't even gotten to summer yet. Oh, no. <laughs> We've almost had as many rat sightings as all of 2010. Hot rat summer, calling it now. Hot rat summer. <laughs> 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 there are, I mean, I guess the one downside, you can get sick. There's that one disease that you get from like rats, which killed right. my dog, if you'll recall. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not to make it dark um but yes our family dog did die from this weird disease that i'm pretty sure they got because my grandma's neighbor had chickens in the backyard and i think it attracted rats and one of the rats got our dog sick and then he exploded <gasps> not really <laughs> what i think his kidney has just failed Anyway, this is too sad. The point is, um, it's not great. Um, The city has also launched a program to use dry ice to suffocate rats in their burrows. And now they're also trying to introduce padlocked curbside trash bins to reduce big piles of garbage bags that turn. uh, Yeah, that's obviously the thing to do. (laughs) Like... It is kind of amazing that the trash. 
for everybody outside of New York, it took a pandemic for all of these structures to be built outside of restaurants yeah. where people could outdoor dine. But up until then, we were perfectly fine with just having mountains of garbage bags. And we were like, oh, no, yeah. there's no other way. Like, where else could we possibly put this garbage? Yeah, no, this is it. Just the idea of building some enclosed structure to keep our literal trash did not occur to anybody until now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I also just like I have like one pitch that I'd like to send to the mayor. So, Eric, if you're listening, first of all, support tenants. Second of all, listen, there's also the problem where there's a lot of restaurant workers shortages right now. And I feel like this is a two prong approach. One, we ratatouille the shit out of this city. Yeah, we teach all these rats how to cook. And then two, you've got a whole workforce that's able to work in restaurants again. Like, it's, you know, solving two problems with one rat. Yeah. Let's not look at this as a problem. Let's look at this as an opportunity. There we go. Yeah. That's that's the kind of forward thinking that will get me elected one day. Okay. Yes. Yeah, stealing other people's ideas and taking credit for them absolutely <laughs> will get you elected. It's kind of like the thing our country runs on. You're welcome. <laughs> and finally... A federal judge in North Carolina ruled that regulators were wrong to reject a beer label that featured a silhouette of a naked man standing next to a campfire. Justice, (laughs) justice, justice. This is obviously the most important thing happening in our courts right now. Yeah. I can't think of a single issue that is more important that is moving through the courts right now besides a naked man standing next to a campfire. When I tell you how disappointed I was when I looked up this label (laughs) and it was it is a cartoon character that is barely resembles a human man. (laughs) It does not even resemble there are no visible genitals. Okay. It's basically one. It looks like if Gumby were a man, <laughs> if, if Gumby had human skin and was standing with his back to the viewer, but also had no discernible ass or, or oh my God. genitals of any kind. Also has like a demon head. <laughs> and yeah, it looks like its head was like blown off in a bomb. It's some type of like wily coyote type shit. And I guess regulators in North Carolina were like, no, this is not allowed. The label they said was in bad taste. I'm sorry. Do they think that little nub in between the legs is the the (laughs) dick? Because it also (laughs) kind of looks like a pimple. I mean, having come back from Europe and uh, being this kind of worldly cosmopolitan man that I am, Mm -hmm. I will say that Americans are so weird about sex, okay? (laughs) In Europe, everybody's just kind of, you know, it's like dicks out for the boys, you know? Everybody's just having fun, kind of being nude, just kind of, you know, sipping aperitivos, having a gelato. We're not worried about stuff like this. No. So anyway, the owners of this brewery called the Flying Dog Brewery said that the North Carolina Alcohol Beverage Control Commission violated their First Amendment rights by rejecting the label for its freezing season winter ale. Yeah, they were like, this is a violation of my rights to put a naked man on our beer. And saying naked man even is a stretch. Like, if you're going to win that case, go harder. Just make it fully pornographic. 
Yeah, I want to see full dick, okay? From taint to tip, I would like to see a hard throbbing dick on my beer. You know, really go for the gaze. Yeah, come on. Pride's right around the corner. The point is just like, just don't, just let people do whatever, okay? <laughs> just like let let people put in a little naked cartoon on a thing if they want. Also, I'm sorry, but like precious moments... That shit is just naked kids all over the place. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't you know those like precious moments figurines and stuff? Which I'm, I'm sure are perfectly all the aware, rage in yeah. North Carolina. Like their asses yeah, are exactly. out. That is why I'm laughing is because the <laughs> idea of like a lawyer in court being like, your honor, <laughs> if you look at exhibit A, all of these precious moments figurines in this garage sale from the 1990s <laughs> shout out to this beer company for fighting the good fight if you want to if you want a podcast sponsorship uh our line is open yeah flying dog brewery please send us beer <laughs> I, and i hope you taste the penis that's what i <laughs> i would like extra penis flavor and that's it for this week's worst things first and next Oh, we're a going across the the, the ocean. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning 
Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All right. Well, it's 2022, you know, and I would say the world is more divided than ever. Oh, I think we're doing great. I think we have so much going for us right now. When I look at the news, I just see joy, 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 positivity, positivity, positivity. Yeah, I mean, I would say we're probably as close as we're going to get to world peace, right? Like (laughs) just in, in all of human history, this is probably the closest we've been. Yeah, it feels good. Feels good to be here. But no, it's it's more important now than ever to experience other cultures, right? Mm. And also, we've got planes that can take us around the world in a matter yeah. of hours. Cell phones that can translate into other languages in an instant. Wow. And yet, despite all of this, traveling internationally is still a pain in my red, white, American ass. <laughs> No, no, no. You did not think I would be coming back from a week-long trip abroad refreshed and in a good mood, did you? No, no. No. This wouldn't be on happy hour. Because I got shit to complain about. So yeah, these are the worst things about traveling internationally. And I know, I know, oh, Matt, you got to spend a week in an Italian villa on a mountainside and go on a private boat and drink alcohol all week and eat pastries. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Jealous? (laughs) (laughs) Jealous? <laughs> <laughs> it was incredibly ridiculous. The place where we were staying, there were multiple people staying in this one Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And so, but it was like a very fancy Airbnb, fancier than any place I probably will ever stay again. Yeah. yeah. It was literally like a staff Whoa. that would, it was like a hotel, you know, they would like do room service every day. But then they also served us breakfast every morning, like on the terrace. They put the breakfast back in Airbnb. I feel That's like we true. kind of forgot that bed and breakfast, that like half of that is in fact breakfast and we're just not served it enough. My one complaint, though, and and yes, I will be 1% so fast. This this entire <laughs> deep dive is going to be me complaining about stuff that in the midst of like wars that are happening and like, you know, um, mass shooting. Yeah, of course, day. like women's rights being eroded. I am upset that on the very first day they gave us croissants that were full of like Nutella and jelly. And then the rest of the trip, they just served plain croissants. <laughs> Oh, okay. So it's like, why are you setting up that expectation if then you're not going to fulfill it every single fucking day? You're going to start all the way up here and then the next day just shatter my expectations? I'm sorry. Are you out of Nutella? It's Italy. This is basically where they make that shit. They have rivers. And yeah, the absolute disdain on my face when they brought out those plain croissants. In general, like why even do a plain croissant? Unless you're using it for like a sandwich. Yeah. You should, people who are just eating a plain croissant are insane. So then I had to take the croissant. I had to split okay. it. I just split it in half. And then I had to take a little packet of Nutella and smear it on myself like some kind of regular person. <laughs> it was sickening. I was disgusted. But yeah, every morning they would serve us a plate of croissants and like meats and fresh fruit and muffins and... It'll never be the same. Yeah. 
Anyway, this is the worst shit about international travel. First, airplanes should not be allowed to fly for longer than three hours without offering every single person a horizontal surface, a pillow, and a fucking massage. Okay? And? And? A, a full-on pharmacy and a blowjob. Oh, sure, sure, Every sure. Every airplane should have a pharmacy that's just stocked with sleeping pills. Sleeping pills, Imodium, Dramamine, mm-hmm. marijuana. Yeah. The fact that you have to walk past all the people in first class who get a fully reclinable bed to the back of the plane that is just a regular airplane for a flight that lasts, I mean, in my case, it was a nine hour flight. That is just torture. Yeah. To know that there are people in that tube who are getting to fully lay down horizontally while I have to sit with my fucking, you know, uvula resting on my front teeth because my head is fully erect. First class, it should just be by height. It shouldn't be like, oh, this costs more. It should be like, if you're this tall, you actually are required to be in first class. Before I took off, I did have the luxury on the flight to Italy of not having anybody sitting next to me. And so, and it was like a two seat row. So, but the problem was the like air conditioning thing in the seat in front of me was just pouring water. Oh my God. It was just pouring liquid. And the flight attendant kept coming by and being like, I'm so sorry. It just does this. And all of us around that were like, it should not actually. Yeah. And also then like maybe don't sell that seat. Yeah. But I guess it was like the the plane had been sitting on the runway for so long up until that point that all of the condensation was just gathering in that one spot. And that's where it was coming out. And so I was getting like soaking wet. The person in front of me was getting soaking wet and she had to move next to me. Uh, And then the flight attendant had the audacity to come during the flight and to give the people in front of me vouchers. And I got shit. She didn't even give you free alcohol? Even though I was in the splash zone. Yeah, and you had somebody move next to you. I actually think you were offended twice. Yeah, you like just because vouchers. I didn't have to move my seat, even though I was still helping stop the gushing flow of liquid coming out of the ceiling. United Airlines, if you're listening, bullshit. Your airline sucks, and I should have gotten a voucher for some shit. Because I did get wet and it was not fun. And also I was uncomfortable the entire time unrelated. (laughs) Uh, I did go all out and I bought one of those travel pillows that you like wrap around all like a scarf. And that has you say scarf. I say neck brace. It is like semi neck brace. Whoever thought of it, invented it, absolutely based it on a neck brace. (laughs) Did not work at all. And then I bought one of those feet slings that you hang off the tray in front of you that you can elevate your feet. (laughs) I tried it all. Nothing worked. I took melatonin for the first time. Nothing worked. I think I maybe slept for a little bit, but like there's no way of knowing. No. (laughs) My point is the idea that you can only recline your seat like five degrees on an international flight is insane and the audacity of them to charge i don't know over a thousand dollars for a plane ticket when all i'm getting is the shittiest food you can possibly imagine that was the other thing on the way back from italy they served as plane food microwavable pizza (laughs) 
which is just <laughs> oh you just went to where pizza was invented yeah <laughs> here's the worst possible version of that and it Eat wasn't this. even on a plate or anything it, they just handed you a hot plastic wrapped pizza bread at that point like i would prefer lunchables it, it Give was the basically pizza. a lunchable exactly <laughs> But actually heated, which somehow makes it worse. Yeah, absolutely. It makes Lunchables it worse. Lunchables are only good when they're rock hard and cold. Yeah, yeah. There's something fascinating about food on a flight that is that long where it's like, I know you're not giving this to me because like it's a treat. You're giving this to me because it's like you're legally obligated to keep us from going feral. Yeah, this is to sustain me. This is right. to keep me alive. And yeah, on the way... <sighs> I know I can I could do an entire deep dive about airplane. I'll go full sign. I mean, I assume that that's combine. most of what this is. <laughs> On the way there, we had a meal. And then as a little dessert, there was like a little biscotti cookie. And okay, then I love all of these just like little t- hints of accents that you're putting. You you went to like croissant, a little biscotti. <laughs> I do believe Italian for croissant is cronetto. Oh, that's fun. No, cornetto. But I don't know if that's something else. Great. Love that you really soaked up the culture. (laughs) When I tell you I did not learn a single word of Italian besides (laughs) buongiorno and salute. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. No, I I even know that one. (laughs) Anyway, um, next. Why are there different electric pussies in the walls? Oh, you got to bring a converter. You got to bring an adapter. Also, I can plug my shit into some electric condom just to fit it in the wall. And yet I still managed to explode my hairdryer. No. Not a joke. When I tell you I plugged in my hairdryer using an adapter and smelt charcoal immediately, (laughs) I was convinced I was burning that Italian villa to the ground. (laughs) That's why when you're traveling internationally, you just buy a hairdryer when you get there. I wish I could have, but I don't think they sell them there. What? I just made that up. Okay. No, they had those hairdryers that are like attached to the wall, like a hotel. Uh-huh. But I need the highest possible voltage. Okay. I don't have a lot to work with. I was about to say. <laughs> In my defense, because I know everybody is like, Matt, why do you even need a hairdryer? Yeah. Um, I don't need a hairdryer to dry my hair. It dries in like a second, just on its own. I need a hairdryer for styling purposes, okay? okay. In order to get that little bit of fluff that I like mm. on my mm. head. Mm-hmm. And I can't do that with a 20-volt Italian hairdryer that is dangling from a hotel wall. You're not getting that proper fluff. I might as well have stood under um, three people who just kind of whistled at my my head. <laughs> just sort of kind of breathing down your neck. And now it's like, great. Now I'm going to be in pictures for my friend's wedding having flat, lifeless hair. When I saw photos, that's all I saw <laughs> was just your flat head. It was just yeah. immediately drawn to not your friend's gorgeous dress or gorgeous suit, not the beautiful smiling faces or the Mm-mm. Italian mountainside background. Nope. I just saw your flat ass head. Exactly. Exactly. That's what's so difficult about being me is because there's so much attention on me and I yeah. am the, the main character. Always. Um, 
What else? Oh, yeah. Every time I've been in a vehicle when I've traveled abroad, it is the most terrifying thing in in my <laughs> life. And when we got on the road in Italy for the first time in an Uber, when I tell you those traffic signals were just suggestions. Oh, at, guidelines at for sure. Our like driver was this like 90 year old Italian man. And I don't even think he could see, to be honest. <laughs> I think he was just kind of going with vibes. And yeah. I do think Italians have a reputation as being like some of the world's best drivers. Sure. I mean, they make a lot of cars, I guess. Yeah. Do they? I mean, they're the fancy ones. I think so. Yeah. I think they like pride themselves on being like very good drivers. Yeah, sure. But that man, you know, maybe he used to be some type of like fiat expert influencer and so all he has to do is shut his eyes and like he just knows the road but from the back seat i was gripping the armrest um just white knuckling the armrest and i'm fearing that all of the wine that i drank would immediately come up yeah not to mention that we were weaving through the mountains yeah so it felt like a fucking disneyland ride <laughs> I Except not safe. You are not strapped in properly. No, you are one thin railing uh, away from tumbling down <laughs> the Amalfi Coast in the smallest car possible. <laughs> why? Do, why do they make a car so small there? Because there's no room on the road. <laughs> Those roads were so small, and people would just walk out onto the street and. I mean, I guess we do that in New York, but it was like a constant battle between driver and pedestrian and nobody won. <laughs> also, I can't tell if anybody is gay or if they're just European. When I tell you the amount of people that I saw that I would have fully hit on and then you realize, no, they're just French. <laughs> There's no way of knowing. There's no way of knowing. There's basically one club in Positano that we went to one night. It's called Music on the Rocks. Shout out to wow. Music on the Rocks. Wow. <laughs> and I saw some of the gayest people I've ever seen who turned out to be straight. Shouldn't be allowed. Illegal. One man was wearing a sweater vest, deep V sweater vest. With anything underneath? No, bare chested. Mm, gay. <laughs> but that's kind of the, in Europe, it's like, oh, they're so gay. It comes around to being straight again. Mm. it's like oh these pants are so tight it's the european cut yeah yeah i was baffled the other problem is that i can't tell who's american and who's european so i don't really know who to be mad at because mm. like when i see another uh, group of americans i'm like look at these pieces of shit look at them <laughs> destroying the culture here these fucking tourists come bringing their stupid american culture and just booping and bopping around like they own this place but I can't tell if people are American or if it's just like, you know, someone from fucking Spain. Right. Because people from Europe are also allowed to go on vacation. And like for a really long time. Yeah. They don't even like have to be tired during it because it's all the same time. Yeah, they're zone, all basically. the same time zone. It's so wild to think that it's just like easy to get to like Spain from France, you know? <laughs> Yeah, like it took me longer to get to Iowa than it takes for someone to get between the UK and Italy. Shouldn't be allowed. Also, I don't know how the fuck to convert currency. No. Why are it's we doing this? It's all fake money. It's all fake money. I'm just like, this doesn't count. 
I don't understand why there's a different rate. You're making me think about things too much. And all I end up doing is spiraling into not understanding whether I exist. Also, it changes. It's not just like, all right, guys, this year uh, it's going to be this rate. It's like, no, it can change kind of by the day because like the markets or whatever. Yeah. I went to Chase. Shout out to Chase. Sponsor me. It's Pride Month. That's all Chase does is sponsor gays. Okay. (laughs) Give me a card. But I went to Chase to withdraw Euro and... They were like, uh, just so you know, we have a different conversion rate than like the the market rate. And I'm like, what does that mean? You're just making up your own number? That's not how it works. I had to do all the math in my head and I didn't like it at all. And also their money is much cooler than ours. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because it's different colors and it's shiny and... It all looks the same, not like ours where it's like all of a sudden the hundred just has like a giant clip art 100 orange on the back. (laughs) Also, everything is too expensive when you travel. I don't care where you're traveling. Suddenly you're spending just way too much money all over the place, even though I probably would spend less on a meal there than I would in New York because everything here is insanely expensive. But I feel like I went bankrupt just preparing for this trip. (laughs) <laughs> preparing not even being there yet because it's like then i you have to buy a whole new wardrobe and then i have you have to buy neck pillow for the plane and the little foot sling you have to buy wi-fi on the airplane you have to buy all those little adapters you have to buy sunblock that you forgot and it's also like we are not going to use that again for another like five years until you go again, you know? So it's like, and what, then you're just supposed to like keep it under your bed or something. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. They see Americans coming from a kilometer away, you know? And they're like, here they come. We can charge them, whatever. I went to buy sunblock and it costs 25 euro. What is that in American dollars? Like $26. (laughs) It's the conversion rate is actually like pretty one to one. (laughs) So it's not, it's really not at all difficult. (laughs) But so I was like $26 for a bottle of sunblock. Yeah. And they're because they're like, we don't use that here. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, here comes this pasty boy from Illinois. And we know he'll spend whatever it takes to avoid getting cancer. And I didn't. Instead, you bought an expensive hat. (laughs) Yeah. That's why that hat was so goddamn expensive. If sunblock costs $26, of course the hat is going to be eight times as much as that. (laughs) Um, Also, I don't know whether I'm supposed to tip or not in fucking Europe. Because some places are like, no, it's actually insulting if you tip. We don't do that here. It's all included. It's not like America where everybody is begging for their lives for the tip line so that they can feed their families. Here, we pay people a living wage. Well, guess we what? We have free health care. Yeah. Put it on the fucking receipt so I understand. I am always inclined to be a generous tipper because that, of is, the type of, that is the type of woman that I am. Generous. Yeah loving nurturing but no in europe it's too confusing and i don't know whether i'm supposed to tip or not also i don't know what all the little coins are 
<laughs> I know. I'm, and then you also have to like carry around a coin purse because there are so many. And it's like, what am I supposed to do with these? Can we all just like agree that they're kind of nothing? But they're not nothing. It's not like our change. They're like actual money. I know. It just it feels like fake Monopoly money. All right. A few more. The alcohol there just hits different. I'll tell you, they know what they're doing because all of their wine is pulp free. It doesn't have any of the like sulfites or whatever it's fucking called. So I got fucked. <laughs> when I How tell are the you, hangovers there, they like don't exist. What? What? It's basically like hangover free wine because there's none of the like stuff in the wine that gives you a hangover. But it just that gets being you said, uh-huh. I did drink half of a bottle of limoncello. Um, oh boy, which is just sugar and like rubbing alcohol. Absolutely. I think I've had limoncello before, but I thought it was going to be more of like a lemonade um, with like a, a, a little bit of a kick to it. No, it's basically just vodka with <laughs> a potent lemon flavor. Right. It's vodka and sugar. And that'll give you a hangover. <laughs> that will absolutely give you a 36-hour hangover. <laughs> no. Also, there's too much fucking seafood. Weren't you on the coast? Yeah. In a coastal <laughs> in a coastal Italian town on the Mediterranean Sea, there is too much seafood. It's <laughs> unacceptable that they didn't have chicken nuggets and table fries at every <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> Uh, This is the most controversial thing I'll say, and I'll bury this in the middle of the deep dive. I was kind of underwhelmed by the food overall. Wow. I know. Come for me. I, you can put, you can put a hit out on me, Italy. I think a lot of people would agree who have been uh, or who live there that the food in Positano where we were, they're not known for their food. They're known for their okay. views. They're known for the vibes. It's not known for the food. I think if you're looking for like amazing pasta and stuff, that would be elsewhere in Italy. Right, right. Like pizza, you get in Naples, Rome, Florence. That's like pasta or, or like Northern Italy. Yeah, I was sort of underwhelmed by the food, but oh, there was also so much seafood. And we went to one restaurant and they just put a whole octopus on my plate. Absolutely not. Head and tail. Not my thing. Uh, It was not disguised at all. There was no breading. Okay. (laughs) There was no glaze. It was just like a fucking octopus. Two of them. (laughs) Did you eat it? No. (laughs) It was like a pasta dish that had two octopuses on top of it. And you're supposed to eat the octopus. But I was like, absolutely not. You can take this right back. (laughs) And I will. I'll eat the pasta. The pasta was good. And finally... The fact that after you travel internationally, you have to come back and go through customs and get interviewed by these immigration people. And I say this as a white man who has never had to fear for anything in line at the airport. But the second they start asking you questions about where you've been and what you're doing, I'm just like, they got me. They know (laughs) I'm a terrorist. I'm headed to Guantanamo. (laughs) I've never second guessed myself so much than when they start asking you like, yeah, so what were you doing here? What what kind of stuff did you get up? Where did you stay? 
And then I'm like, did I buy $10,000 worth of things that I'm going to have to declare? And it's like, absolutely not. But like, what if I did and I forgot? Yeah, I had to go because uh, I applied for global entry, which is that thing when you come back and you can basically walk right through. But you have to do an interview first. And the guy was telling me all the rules. And he was like, if you come back, you have to declare everything. Even if you think you don't have to, you should, because it's better to like make a mistake than to withhold something. That big floppy hat. Did you yeah. declare your big floppy hat? I didn't declare anything. And I don't know if I should have. Wow. They're going to see your Instagram and be like, take him to jail. <laughs> I don't I don't even know Seize at what point in the process hat. I would have had to declare it. There was no point. There was no there was no point in coming back where I like saw a place where I was supposed to stop and declare something. You just kind of like shout. You just declare it in the middle of the airport. You shout, I bought a floppy hat. I bought linen pants. I bought some Ooh. swimming shorts. I bought some olive oils. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, the point is I'm headed to Guantanamo probably for sure. So um, it was fun while it lasted, but I highly encourage everybody to travel if you want to hate yourself. Anyway, that's it for this week's Deep Dive. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that help all the bad shit go down easier. Starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. Which, by the way, we now have an ongoing PDF of all of the organizations we've shouted out over the last two years. So you can find that in our Instagram bio if you ever want to look it up and and see uh, the places that we've shouted out in the past. So, uh, Barry, what are we highlighting this week? I wanted to highlight a local Buffalo, New York organization. It's called Feed Buffalo. It's a black woman led nonprofit that creates access to healthy food um, because obviously a a lot of news stories, uh, a lot of horrible news stories have happened in the last couple of weeks when Mm -hmm. we were off, including the white supremacist domestic terrorist attack in Mm -hmm. Buffalo. And the neighborhood where the shooting took place is predominantly black and is a food desert. So that supermarket was pretty much the only accessible one in the neighborhood and it's had to be closed during the investigation. So supporting an organization like Feed Buffalo, which really works to bring healthy food and just food access to the neighborhood is really important and really makes a difference. So you can find out information to volunteer and or donate to the site, which we're linking to in our show notes. So it's called Feed Buffalo and uh, it seems like a really great organization to support anytime, but especially right now. Nice. All right. Let's move on to the TV we're watching this week. Barry, what have you been watching? I finished Russian Doll season two. So I finally did that. Um, I started Severance, which I'm very excited about. I'm only two episodes in. Uh, and then been watching Barry and Better Call Saul, the new seasons, because the house that I'm staying in in L.A. doesn't have a TV. Oh. So I haven't been watching TV every night. And Alex and I have been like, what are we what are we supposed to do? And I like do the dishes more now because I'm like, Ugh. I guess there's no excuse <laughs> to leave them. But so every Monday night we've been going to Alex's brother's apartment and watching Better Call Saul and Barry. So. That's what I've been watching. Good, good, good. Oh, and Atlanta. I started uh, the new season of Atlanta as well. 
Mm. What about you? I don't remember if I said this last time, but I uh, watched all of Julia on HBO Max. Oh, yeah. The Julia Child miniseries. Absolutely amazing. I mean, I love Julia Child. I've, <laughs> I've gone on the record as loving noted, Julia Child. Noted Julia Child fan. Yeah, it's just amazing. I believe her name is Sarah Lancaster, who plays Julia Child and is mm-hmm. just so good. But yeah, I've, I'm just kind of like watching all of the new shows that are finally coming back. Hacks. So many. Oh my gosh, yes, of course. And Pineapple is making the official Hacks podcast, Ooh. which is so amazing. It's an incredible podcast companion. So it's the three co-creators of the show. And they're in every episode and there's a different guest host. Most of the guest hosts are older female comics. So people like former guest complainers, Margaret Cho. We got Darcy Carden, Rosie O'Donnell, Susie Essman, which I showed up for that one. I was like, absolutely going to be on the Zoom for this. Uh, She is my queen. And so they guest host all of these different episodes and just talk about the episode and also just like being a comic and it's super fun so very excited that hacks is back yeah i need to check that out yeah what is your non-tv chaser my non-tv chaser sorry to do this is turning 30 mm-hmm. i'm really happy to be here um even though i was at drinks with some business folks the other day and i mentioned that it's going to be my 30th birthday and they called me a baby and i was like i i can't when does it end? I'm I'm 30 now, but no, I'm uh I'm very excited, feeling feeling good about it. My back did obviously go out the week before uh, I turned 30. Um, nice. thought maybe I'd leave that in my 20s. Nope, nope, coming hard into my 30s with uh absolute crippling back problems. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, happy to be here. <laughs> what about you? What's your what's your non TV chaser? Well, I'll say one. Happy birthday. This will be the first birthday in um, at least the last few years that you've been in another city. Yeah. Which is maybe for the best. Yeah. I really, really thought that Harry Styles was going to do another L.A. show during Mm -hmm. this weekend. And then you would have been able to come and be here for my birthday. But instead, Mr. Styles decided to go with New York. Yeah. So... Um, and obviously ultimately, this is recorded before then, but we know that if I have to choose between Harry Styles and you, it's going to be him. If I had to choose between Harry Styles and me, I'd also choose Harry Styles. Yeah. Fair. So it's understandable. But obviously we'll celebrate when you're back. Yes. But yeah, that was my other chaser is the fact that by the time this episode comes out, we'll have gotten the, what is it? Third Harry Styles album. Yes. And I'm going to the show. Unfortunately, I won't be doing any official Harry Styles HQ hosting duties like last time. Okay. But I will be going to the show. So I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, it's I'm so excited for this album. It's going to be so fun. I know. Me too. Me too. And but also, yeah, he's coming and doing like a bajillion shows at Madison Square Garden, which I low key want to go to all of them. But that might be a bit much. We'll see. I have some months to prepare. But that's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. Uh, You can buy merch at unhappyhourshop.com. As always, you can head to the Odyssey app or wherever you get this podcast. Follow us, rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. 
Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Marisa Roscoe, and me, Matt Belisai. Hadim Jang, Meredith Rice, and Kurt Courtney help out with our socials. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkleberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter and Unhappy Hour on Instagram for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday to ya. And she's not even paying attention. Happy birthday to me. (laughs) Thank you.